Hello and welcome to this edition of Journey to a Dream. I'm Beth Espy and I've been talking to road racers about what it is that makes them tick, essentially. And as I'm talking, we are just days away from Southern 100 2023. And coming up now, we speak to a road racer who is from the Isle of Man and making his debut at this year's meeting. My name's Luke Blevins. I'm 22. I'm from Ramsey on the Isle of Man and uh, I've been racing motorbikes for about five years now. I started on a Ninja 300 and then made the jump to a 600 and now I'm racing a super twin. So five years ago, what was it that got you into this? I just remember being a little kid standing at Parliament Square in Ramsey and seeing the boys coming through and uh, they were always a childhood hero if you like. You know, most people like football and seeing the top players and uh, for me it was just always motorbikes that made me tick. It's just something I've always wanted to do. So uh, I got a job when I was uh, old enough and left school and uh, got some money together and bought my first motorbike. And what was the family reaction to that? don't think my mother was too impressed, but uh, she knew it was coming. I've always been obsessed since I was young. I think they knew it was coming. I was just made up when I bought my first motorbike and had my own money to do so. But yeah, I'm still loving it to this day. So there's nobody else who particularly rides bikes in the family? My granddad was always into the road racing. He always watched and whatnot, but uh, first motorbike racer, if you like, in the family. And in terms of what you remember about realising that you had enough money to buy that first bike. Can you remember that day? Yeah, I do actually. I had my eyes on it for a while and I was looking at it and I was checking my phone every day, hoping and praying it didn't sell. And uh, I got some help off a lad and bride called Tony Scott. He had the same bike and uh, he sort of introduced me into the racing a little bit. He said, oh, get yourself a bike and uh, come up the garage and we'll build it and stuff because, you know, there's a lot of time that goes into it from converting it from a road bike into a race bike. And... uh, I got the money together and bought my first bike up to his sort of garage we went and got building it and stuff, so yeah. And that seems to be the path for many people. You find somebody, would you call him a mentor in some ways? Yeah, like the racing community is like a a big family really. There's always someone willing to help no matter what stage you're in, in your racing or even just buying a motorbike and having the initial interest. I've been very sort of fortunate with who I've crossed paths with, if you like. Tony was sort of the first person I met, built my first bike with him and stuff, went up to the local circuit, Derby, did a bit around there, and then as I progressed on through the race, and I've sort of met the right people, and uh, it's, it's just sort of naturally come, it's, it's weird, everyone's just so supportive in the racing community. Like I say, it's like one big family. And I suppose if you have even the slightest interest in bikes could there be anywhere better to live and grow up than the Isle of Man? Definitely not nowhere. People say to me all the time you know a lot of people I went to school with and whatnot they're off to uni and uh, they're always like oh the Isle of Man it's so boring but for me you know like you say motorbike haven of the world it's just a fantastic place to live and and, uh, if you're involved with the bikes it's just awesome all year round. I suppose though there's one thing having an interest in bikes loving watching it maybe getting a bike and riding it on the open roads but to choose to go into racing what is it particularly about road racing that you thought actually I, I really want to be part of that world the dream was always the Manx Grand Prix and that was what I set my stool at since day one before I even had a motorbike I thought I'm going to go to the Manx Grand Prix and ride around the TT course sort of to get to that level I knew I'd have to do some some smaller road racing if you like like the Southern 100 and stuff I didn't actually have any interest until the Southern until last year when I went went down there to watch my mate Joe Yardsley and uh, he got on really well down there and uh, 
I just like the setup of it. It's uh, it's known as like quite a friendly paddock, and uh, it's quite laid back, and and the road racing just looked phenomenal. And uh, so standing there watching, and I thought I'm gonna have to be a part of this. Like I, I can't can't just let it go on and not not be involved. If you know what I mean. So what's it taken for you to get to the southern? Then what what preparations have you needed to do? So basically, it was just all about getting through race meetings to get the required signatures to get the license upgrades. Um, so it's just like chipping away at it. And just getting every race meeting, getting the finishes in, going away a bit to the UK as well. Sort of COVID was a bit of a hindrance in that aspect because it was obviously two years where you couldn't get off the island and stuff. So we were just up at Derby um, when we could be keeping at it really and getting the skill set together to go road racing. It's a bit like your driving test, if you like. You take all these lessons, and when you had enough lessons, you feel like you're ready to make the jump to the roads. Well, that's sort of where I'm at now. I feel like I'm ready for that jump, and uh, I'm confident in myself and feel safe enough too. That's the main thing. It's interesting, isn't it? There is an added complication for people who live over here is, is getting across to all the meetings that you need to. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit more of a cost. However, a lot of the clubs in the UK are fortunately they are good to help overseas riders if you like they discount your entries quite a bit and it it all makes up and you have a great time away and like i say no matter where you go in the world with motorbikes if you need help there's someone there and you'll get the help so uh, you never sort of have to worry in that aspect of it when did you first then apply for the southern hundred this year I was quite late applying for the Southern, to be honest. It was in the last couple of days left on the entries before they closed because I was just right on the fine line of having enough signatures to get my national licence, which is what you need for the road. But like my mate Joe, he said, oh, just get an entry and just get an entry. And even if you don't get your licence in time, you can always pull your entry in there. I thought, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And I heard back that I had an entry and I was absolutely over the moon. And in terms of the support, I know we, we talk about how friendly that the motorcycle community is. And you've already referred to the fact that the Southern 100 is renowned as being the friendly races. How have you found that team down there in terms of getting you ready? The guys down there are brilliant. You know, any questions, if they've sort of answered them. And even just simple things like parking in the paddock, I'm quite fortunate to be part next to a couple of friends doing it and uh, just across the way as well Paul Cassidy you know he's been a great help throughout the Southern as well as Joe Yardsley uh, taking me around for laps and stuff and he's always been a helping hand so he said um, if you need anything he'll give you the help which is massive you know because if you have an issue you, you want to know that you can sort of get through the week and, and not have to struggle so it's fantastic. And you mentioned a couple of friends because you got you know a couple of people who are also newcomers this year. Yeah so um, Sam Norton from Castletown he's also making a Southern 100 and Road racing debut and um, Seb Spears he is as well he's from Castletown and uh, making his Southern 100 debut so uh, yeah it'd be good to see some local lads out in the orange bibs as well. And what difference does that make to you personally almost sort of mentally I guess preparing for it knowing that you're not the only one in that position? You can sort of relay off each other's feelings a bit you know fortunately I'm not massively nervous yet but I'm sure it'll kick in but it's just nice to know that people you know are in the same boat but we're actually all in separate classes I think Seb's on a thousand Sam's on the 600 and I'm on the super twin so uh, it's like a newcomer in every class if you like. In terms of nerves you say you're not as we're speaking this is the Friday the, the racing is going to start the practices on Monday do you generally get nervous before you go out racing when you've done previous races before? Yeah uh, some people don't um, some people are quite chilled out to it but I always get quite nervous and stuff before I think the nerves and the, and the sort of fear, if you like, is what makes you respect it a bit more and uh, just keep it reined in so it keeps you safe. And what is life looking like for you this week? I mean, presumably, are you still working? 
I've worked all this week and um, fortunately enough, Milltown Estate, where I work, they uh, I've got the week off. So I was going to do half days, but uh, in the end, I decided to just take the week off. It's nice to have a work really supportive of your race. And yeah, I've got the week off and uh, I'm just going to go down the paddock, chill out and uh, see what it's all about, really, because it's all new to me. The most I've ever done away is sort of like two days. So the uh, the Southern's a four day meeting and uh, yeah it'll be it'll be nice to experience it. So you live all the way up in Ramsey. The Southern's down in Castletown. You're going to pitch up a, a tent down there. Yeah, me and me and my old man converted a Volkswagen Crafter we bought and uh, put a bed and a garage and all that in it. I'm fortunate enough to have somewhere again with the racing community, with it being such like a, a loving and caring community. Mark Rain down in Castletown, he said, "Oh, you can stay at mine for the Southern Hundred week if you want." So you're never sort of short of somewhere to stay. And again, that's what I love about the racing. But I'll probably just uh, sleep in the van. I suppose there's just something about immersing yourself completely in it and being able to do that, which is is quite important, especially. The first time yeah it's just uh you only ever do your first road race once so it'd just be nice to be down there all week and sort of be a part of it and i, I can't wait really so you say you're going to be in the super twin class how's it been getting the machine ready to be honest i made the the step back if you like everyone calls it a bit of a step back from the 600 to the twin with the road racing in mind it just they're a little bit of a steadier bike because it's classed as the lightweights so it just gives you a little bit more time to think about what's coming up next it's a bit more controlled my girlfriend's dad paul kennish and my dad we've been in the garage most nights you know just getting everything ready giving it a final check over and we had to make a few adjustments and stuff but it's just all all little things making sure in your own head you're happy so that when you go round the Balan course, you know in your head that everything's right and it's it's massively important on a road race. It's not like a short circuit where you can have things potentially dropping off and stuff. And you mentioned, uh, obviously, your dad supporting you and he's going to be down there with you during Southern 100 week. Your granddad was into bikes. Your dad not so much, was he? Has he ever had an interest? No, my uh, my dad's sort of always been supportive of what I've done, if you like. My dad doesn't mind the bikes, never overly interested, if you know what I mean, until I sort of took an interest in it. And uh, he's, you know, he's a gem on the spanners and stuff. He's always when I'm at a race meeting he sort of does everything for me and uh, I don't have to worry one bit it's a bit like uh, Valentino Rossi having a crew chief but uh, everyone always has a bit of a laugh about it but no it's just nice to sort of not have to worry about that side of things and uh, if anything needs to do and he keeps the bike right so what does that support mean to you oh it's it's massive it's absolutely massive like sometimes when I go away and my dad's not there and you realize how much you sort of miss what he's doing because like when you're sort of so soaked up in the race and during the day you can almost not appreciate what he has to do but yeah it, it's fantastic having the support and uh, I'm very grateful of it because he doesn't have to do anything so you know a lot of summer weekends for him are spent in a paddock somewhere on his hands and knees getting dirty so it's his. And you mentioned your girlfriend is she a bike fan generally? She, she doesn't mind the bikes but I, I think she'd rather I didn't ride them you know she's she's dead supportive as poppy and uh she's looking forward to seeing me sort of chase my dreams if you like because uh it's a long road to get them where you want to go with the racing but um i, I think she'll be happy once the southern's over because of the financial strain but there we go and the finances is an interesting one there are people who possibly find it easier than others to get sponsorship to get the money needed because again i've, I've sort of posed the question a few times about whether or not you've totted up how much you think this might have cost you i don't know if we're 
whether I want to ask you that question at this point. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't know. Ever since I was sort of working and stuff, I've always just sort of ploughed all my money into the race and then uh, it's just not worth thinking about. It's like, what else would you do with it? You know, you'd just be down the pub the same as every other person on the weekend and uh, that's what I like about the bikes. It's just, it's different and you can actually go out and enjoy it and feel like at the end of the season you've got something to show for it because not everyone's doing it and, it and it is so hard. But luckily for me, I've, I've actually had some support for the Southern 100 just like to give them a mention so I've got Joey Smith at JS Associates he's given me uh, quite a lump of money which has paid my entries and my fuel and whatnot Simon Leach at SRL Lime Plastering he's bought me a set of tyres which is greatly appreciated the McCallum family from Ramsey they've been great always have been give me a few quid and then uh, Milntown Estate where I work as well they've bought me another set of tyres I'm grateful for the time off and stuff and I don't think people quite realise the commitments you got you're always running around doing things so to have a work supportive of what you're doing it you know it means a lot I think it says a lot about the place you work too and how much of a responsibility then do you feel to all those people who've supported you to do as well as you can yeah you know I always try not to put any pressure on myself the people I've got sort of helping me out I think they're all in the same boat they just want to see you safe enjoy it and just help out where they can. I don't actually feel any pressure, the fact I'm getting some help. It just makes pressure financially a lot easier and uh, like I say you, you can't be any more thankful for people helping you out and whatnot because it, it does sometimes you know you're looking at your bank account and you're thinking oh am I going to be able to to scrape the next meeting and if someone gives you a bit of money here and there it, it really does help and, you, and it lets you do what you want to do so yeah. You did mention MGP as being one of the ultimate goals. Yeah. How are things looking at that direction right now? It's uh, it's hard to comment at the minute because uh, I've never actually done a road race. I don't like to plan too far into the future, but if the Southern goes well and uh, it interests me and, and that's a path I definitely want to go down, which I'm sure it is, I'll be looking at the Manx Grand Prix for next year. So, uh, yeah, it's just, again, it's all about resetting after the Southern, getting the money together, getting the required signatures, because you need another uh, licence upgrade, which is your mountain course. That's just to ride the Manx and stuff. Again, I'm sure I won't be stuck with help, and people are always good being Manx. I don't know if it's a Manx thing, but people are normally good to just like help you in that way financially with things, so yeah. Well, people love to see people from the Isle of Man do well, and I think especially in this sport, you think about the, the Kringle boys had one of the newcomers this year, one last year, Connor Cummins, you mentioned Paul Cassidy, there are loads of others as well, I've got Nathan Harrison. I think people feel invested when it's seen as the home of road racing over here, and you've got people who really want to go out, and I don't know whether for you, whether it's it's just a personal goal or whether there is an element of putting on that show for people? I don't know, again, it's, it's, it's almost like personal reasons. You know, it's absolutely amazing the interest people take with your racing. They're over the moon that you're doing it. You're over the moon that you're doing it yourself. People take such an interest, but to me it's just normal. Sometimes I don't really get the interest because it's just like another day if you like another meeting. But again, like you say, if people can invest in you a little bit or give you their time or help, I suppose to them as well, it's like you say, getting a young Manx lad on track, seeing them 
go around and, and do what they want to do, chase their dreams and stuff. So, I, like I say, I, I don't know why people help. A lot of people seem to, so that's the great thing with it. And going back to the whole family side of it, you mentioned Nathan Harrison. We were at Anglesey, and this is how close-knit the motorbike community is. I crashed at Turn 1 at Anglesey, and I'd never met Nathan Harrison in my life. I just knew who he was, and I knew he was a really nice lad. And uh, he come over, obviously, being Manx and whatnot, and the, and the bike community, and said, oh, you know, do you want a hand getting it back together? I just, you know, I'm not going to say no. So I said yes. And uh, Dean, his dad, and uh, they had a mechanic there with them, put, took the bike, got it all back together for me, and, and I made it out for the next race. And it's it's times like that, I don't think in any sport you, you'd ever get the same sort of nurturing and help as w- what you get with the motorbikes. It is like one big family. There is that sense from what you're saying there is that people don't mind seeing other people do well, which doesn't happen in all sports. Yeah, you know, it's it's great. Like, I'm good friends with Joe Yardsley and and he's like absolutely flying on the roads now and he he was down at the pre-TT and and uh, he ended up winning the race and setting a really really fast lap time so you all sort of pluck together and wish each other well and you're like you're all at the same sport at the end of the day if you like and you're all at the same game and we all know how difficult it is the long nights in the garage the overtime and the extra work and everything you do to get there it's just it's to be supportive to each other if you know what I mean and just sort of going back to the MGP dream and riding that mountain course there will be people who think well you know you're from the Isle of Man you'll have ridden around the TT course not in race conditions is that not enough no I don't think it's that you know when you when you're tucked in behind the screen doing your own thing on a bike it looks mental from the outside looking in and uh, I can only assume what it's going to feel like my first road race at the Southern Boys it's so there's something uh, within which it's just so deeply satisfying and enjoyable and uh, like I say I've never I've done a lot of things in my life trying to get the same almost buzz if you like but nothing's ever come close to the bikes it's just it's one of a kind it really is. Luke it's been great to talk to you we wish you all the very best for next week and can't wait to see how you do. Thanks very much Beth take care. Luke Blevins there a great ambassador for the sport here on the Isle of Man and once again talking about how close-knit that motorcycle community is. If you've been listening to Luke and would like to tell your story please do get in touch bethesby at manxradio.com you can find a link on the podcast page and until next time bye bye.